from Reddit. As much as I enjoyed in Purgatory's Shadow there are a number of things that drive me absolutely nuts about it. Ignoring how implausible it sounds, to oh shut up and enjoy this show it's great. Shut up shut up shut up. Sorry. The internet is a maddening place to live. You don't know how it is for me here. It's time for the rules of acquisition. Hello! <laughs> hello! Um, hello. Uh, and welcome to the Rules of Acquisition, a podcast where we are going through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the greatest almost serialized show of the 90s. Sure. I'll say that much. Definitely yeah. serialized with this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, and yeah, my name is Wade Bowen. With me, as always, is James Nolan. Hey, guys. And also Hugh Crawford. Hey, how are we doing? Doing all right. Yeah, this week we're talking about Purgatory Sh- in Purgatory Shadow. It, this is uh, episode 14 of season five. It originally aired on February, February, ugh, ugh. 10th, 1997. Uh, here's IMDb. <laughs> that fucking description. month. Hell, right? <laughs> Who's that month think it is if it's 28 days? What the fuck? Uh, a coded message from the Gamma Quadrant leads Garrick to believe his mentor, Eberron Tane, is to Tanabran. that's right. He and Worf seek him out, only to discover something much worse. A Dominion invasion fleet poised to attack the Alpha Quadrant. And we are in it now, boys. This is the this is the good stuff. This is oh, as shit. this is yeah. as oh, I yeah. think this is as good as this this series gets, or uh, as good, you know. I so I was uh, I shared it with you a couple weeks ago, but there was like a Vice article that was like, "What are the best three song runs on albums?" Yeah, and like everybody's like sort of naming that. Sure, like like this is definitely I think Star if Star Trek Deep Space Nine was a band, this would be its best three. Song run. Starting with last week? Starting with last week, For yeah. the uniform in Purgatory Shadow, Shadow and, and then, whatever the uh, next one is. The infern, yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> some, some, the, war, <laughs> the one where Worf gets me hard. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, it's so, like yes. three titles. Well, what, for the uniform makes sense. It's, it's just like, this sounds real deep, mm-hmm. but we don't know what it really means about this. I mean, it's it sounds deeper than it describes the episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is yeah. This was this particular this episode. This first of the two parter is really. It's like every scene is pretty damn delicious. Oh yeah, because they've worked out and yeah. <laughs> shit talking the title is one thing, but this episode is fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, this, yeah. I, everything everything's popping here. Like all the character work that we've built up. <laughs> okay, and let's just get it out of the way. Uh, we've got evil Bashir on on a board. We, we got evil Bashir. Oh yeah. And uh, the first thing I want to comment about that is that, like, damn Alexander Sadig was like, even that first scene before you know that he's evil, Bashir, you can, he's clearly playing Bashir differently. And so, like, last week, I know for a fact they told him last week. Okay. I was about to say, they gave him the script. And you could just clearly see it, like, immediately, like, he changed his performance. Yeah. And, like, you shouldn't do that. Let it be the same, you know? But now he's clearly like I don't know Bashir. Yeah, just like, it was I a mean, more subdued. A... It was a more subdued Bashir. Sin- almost, yeah. Everything had a sinister tone, right? From what I've read of interviews with Sadiq El Fadel, or like he's he's like, yeah, I didn't think shit out that much. I just like kind of did what they gave me, you know. I didn't <laughs> do yeah, it like so. They say your character's evil, and he's like, I would oh, talk yes, very yeah. slow and deliberative. Like, I I, I gotta admit, you. out of all the performance my all the performance issues i've had with <laughs> with him over the years this episode didn't bother me as much because oh. i i did keep in mind that they have to telegraph shit yeah you yeah. know and you know serialized syndicated tv shows are kind of 
they got their one arm tied behind their back with this shit. So they kind of you yeah. kind of got to telegraph. Right. It. But I almost I almost think that like if they if for next week's episode, if they told him what was going to be in two weeks episodes from now, then he'd start doing a Ricardo Montalban impersonation. <laughs> like, I, like, I think that like, James. no, I, <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's OK. No, the, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what that many people sh- that are listening sh- to this podcast really don't know what well, happens if, in two episodes. If, if they, if they don't know. Well, I mean. They might not but know, but are if, they going to piece it together with what I just said? No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, oh, there's but, a uh, yeah. Like so I just think that like it's a little like like it's notice like if you know that this is a reveal in this episode and you're looking for it, you can see that he's acting the part a little bit differently than he usually does. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say I, like to Hugh's point. Hello, like, Garrick, what were you going to do? Uh, we will go. <laughs> well, talk yeah, but to, to what Captain Hugh was Cisco. saying, I didn't think he was bad in this episode. I thought like his, I thought he was fine. No, like, no, I, no, I'm not here to. I, it's just like you can't, you know. Yeah. You you can't trust Alexander Siddig, but you can trust him to be Alexander Siddig. <laughs> <laughs> like the show works, work. He's they 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 made it work around him. So right. Yeah, I guess. Uh, what was that? Well, what the first it it's, it opens. Oh, we we have a new cast of ZL, and she's forty five years right. old. Well, the, and the first thing is in it's that this is the first episode to be dedicated to somebody in the opening credits. Oh yeah, it's dedicated to Garth Marenghi. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Garth. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. He was a ga- he was a ga- I mean, not to make fun of someone who died. Right. He was a gaffer who died in a car wreck on the way to the set. Oh, Jesus. Too bad. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, at least he didn't die on set like an awful, like, Georgia production of something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. Oh, that's, man, I feel bad uh, now. Yes, no, no. Uh, there's, uh, John Landis didn't film this episode. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, yes. We start with, we have now cast Zial, and she's in the Desperate Housewives. Right. Well, we, <laughs> we start with Odo uh, looking at a giant barnacle. Oh, is that what we do? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Because he's, he's he's moving back into his all, all his old shit out of storage, yeah. getting oh, rid of the yeah, bed. Yeah, that's right. And Kira found a stack of Playboys. <laughs> yeah, yes. and he's like, and he's like, listen, I thought I was gonna have to figure out how to fuck. Go easy on me. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's like a, I, I had bonus. Right. Finding and winning your perfect mate by Doctor Jennings Rain. There's a uh, certain uh, things I thought that I was gonna have to do. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it's like I only I only read the first three chapters, and she's like, "No, no, you should you should finish it. You're only you're a solid eighteen hours a day." I'm sure there are plenty of women on this station who would be very interested in you. I, I've been joking about Zial, but the actress who plays her, Melanie Smith, really was in her late thirties when she filmed this episode. So they went from taking like a fourteen-year-old girl to a year later casting a 40-something-year-old woman in that role. Yeah, well, when they realized that they were going to try to romance the stone a little bit. That she was going to be Garrick's side piece, un- un- <laughs> yeah. unwanted oh, side Oh, piece. I got a lot of stuff to say about that. Yeah, we're going to have to unpack that. There's a yeah, lot to His simple there. prop to occupy his time. That's what I'm telling you, man. The Garrick is all about being a closeted... He uh, does not seem very... He they, he doesn't seem I know, to I, be very interested. They have zero chemistry. Well, first, that's what he said to her, but right, I know he was right, trying to right. do the... I know he was trying to do the, you know, go away, go away, Benji, I don't love you. Yeah, <laughs> it might be Andrew Robinson's only acting knock against him this whole run. False is, note. Yeah, false note, is that... He's supposed to be like, yes, uh, no, 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 I'm not interested. But he actually acts like that, too. He actually puts <laughs> off that vibe. Yeah. I don't know. I I just, I thought it was great, the reading. You think he gave off a vibe like he was interested? or No, I think he was trying to perform the scene like, it was written to be like a, go away, I don't love you anymore, you know, because I'm trying to protect you. Right. I know, uh, but I read it as... I know, but that's like all in your head, man. No, <laughs> fuck you, man. I can read it however I want. <laughs> and I and and looking at it from him playing it as like, look, I like you a lot, but, you know, I it, look, uh, it's not going to work, you know, like uh, some, I, some of the stuff he's, you know, it, I don't know. <laughs> I thought it worked just fine. I, 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 <laughs> I even, I even, in, well, this is in my head canon when they do the thing where they put the palms to each other. <laughs> in my head canon, it's like she's like, "Oh, I like you," and he's just like, 
uh, 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 like, look, I like you, but I'm, you know, I'm gay. I'm, I don't like you like that. He's, he's given, he's fed her a line of like, oh yes, this is how us Cardassians do it. Cause she doesn't know she's half Bajoran. But they've clearly, they have, they are currently fornicating, right? No. That was clear in this episode. I don't know. I don't know that it was clear. Just because they put palms to each other? I don't think it's clear at all. No, I'm saying that because they talk about it in that kind of way. Uh, what way? What do they say? They're spending time to get, like, you're just, well, why are you, why do you spend so much time with me while you are a Cardassian? You're the only Cardassian here, is one of the things he said. Yeah, they can be hanging out a lot with, and she wants to take it to the next level, and he's uncomfortable with it, so they're just touching palms. Uh, that, that's how I took why it. Would I, you, I didn't think that he was, I No, 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 it was clearly like, why are you, when Dakot goes to Kira, he was like, why are you? Why did you let him fuck her, my daughter? I, don't, I agree that he's, I mean, I don't see any clearness. That was clearly the subtext of that scene. And any clearness that they're actually for it. Fuck I, I, that yeah. was clearly the subtext of the cotton and Kira scene. I thought it was ambiguous, like whether or not they consummated any sort of relationship. Right, there, exactly. There's no. Uh, I, I, I thought it was ambi- like in between I mean, the why lines. Would they, uh, but, There's no explicit it, consummation of it, but they are. Right. In, and she is interested in him. It's not explicit. She is definitely interested in him romantically. And he's. If yeah. anybody wanted to watch this episode and, and come away way thinking that that happened i wouldn't you know cast aspersions on them but i, yeah. I went but i don't think that, i think they were making it as clear as they do in these kinds of shows they've done such a lousy job of telegraphing i them. think that in my past rewatches it seemed a lot clearer but then watching it from another point of view that i didn't even have going in necessarily and part of it is because i really like Garrick is as a gay man, and I like Rainy to get that. Oh, you guys, that you guys haven't watched the next week's episode, have you? I did. Yes, I have. Yeah, it's 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 pretty clear at the end. It's that there. When he comes back, I, I told you I but, would come back to you. I told you I would come back. Well, yeah, to you, you don't that, say that to a friend. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, let's unpack that. We could we could yeah, we need like, to table this conversation yeah. for next week. He knows that that's look. Okay, here's a here's a. Uh, I've dated people before that I thought I should be interested in. But I was not like physically attracted to them at all. But I was still in a relationship with them, and I've did fed you, them you, lines like fuck, this. Did you fuck them? Yes, but I didn't okay, have to. But that's, all I'm that, that's, what, that's that's irrelevant. But <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not saying whether he's. I'm saying that the writing staff and everybody here. Obviously, your story and your headcanon is far more interesting, and I'm not being snide about that. It is far more interesting than the but story that we're I getting do, here. I'm I'm with Wade. I don't think I don't think we're supposed but to believe that's that the the writers want it to be that way. But you're well, saying they, that it's if they ex- want it to be that way, I think they did a lousy job. Right. Of, you're saying it's over the top explicit that they're physical. I, I no, I'm not gonna say it's over the top. I'm saying it's it's the way TV writes character. I mean, it's it's every bit as explicit as Bashir and Lita. No, that's not true. Until the, no. until the, until the end. That's not until tr- the end. It's not true. I don't. I'm with you. I don't think. And I think the way it's written is yes, you're. It's written that they're in a relationship, but not. Nec- what does Iris Stephen Bear think they're doing? I don't care what Iris Stephen. Oh, oh, let's not throw that out. Well, okay, probably well, talking about Cardassian literature. That's what I think. I think they're talking about like Cardassian literature, and yeah, they have culturally have stuff in common. You and remember the it. last time that you remember the last time she she went to the holodeck and she was on the rocks. They were on the rocks because they like the same temperature shit. Yeah. yeah. And I told you the same thing that there. And it was awkward, and Garrick looked side to side like he was completely yeah. uncomfortable with this situation. And I had the, sa- I had the same thing Kira... last that time that they weren't having sex then. I. Now who gives a like? Then why does give Kira, Kira give a shit? Because they're clearly romantically entangled, but I don't know what the status of. Then their... why would two adults who've been romantically entangled for six months not fuck? Because he's gay. <laughs> that's because he that's not interested in her that way, and he feels like he should uh, yeah, be. Yeah, I, 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 I think that if you think about if you think about it like a thought experiment, they should be fucking. All right, and they talk about it like that. No, if you go through just what the text is on screen and how they convey it, they have not. They're not that at that point in their relationship. Because before what you, the Rise episode, where did you see that with Bashir and Lita? Well, Bashir fucks. Yeah. That's the thing. Is that it's a, They're two different characters. Yeah, two different situations. They're two explicitly sexual characters. Yeah. There's a different dynamic entirely. I think Zial's written pretty sexual in this episode. I think she's she's written as very explicitly attracted to him romantically and, per, yes, sexually. Given Andrew Robinson's performance, I think you could read it as 
the way that I see it. Even though on the page, it, yes, when the writers writing it out, they're writing about how how are we going to have Garrick with a romantic entanglement with a because we got to give him a case of the not gay. Yeah, exactly. But I think Robinson is so good. I think we're spending way too much time on Zial because she's <laughs> yeah, the least yeah. interesting thing about this goddamn episode. I think there's so much going on here. It's going to have to chalk it up to a push. Oh, yeah. But, but I'm more offended by the way that their desire to make this a sexual relationship has forced them to cast a younger, more interesting, pre formative young girl into like just another boring 40 something year old woman. On the show, and that's basically all that she is. And so, at some point, when her daddy comes and is trying to force her to leave before he, like, you know, double crosses everyone, does that happen in this episode? I <laughs> no, forgot. James, that didn't happen. No, yet. fuck. Before he, <laughs> God uh, damn it. <laughs> Wait, that ha- that doesn't happen in the last no. minute of this episode. No, I know. I thought I was waiting for it too, but no, it doesn't. Oh shit. Okay, okay. I watched them all. Of like, I watched it twice. Yeah. All the, the ones. So, um, yeah. like, I hate that that forced... This could have been interesting if she was literally, like, a 17-year-old girl. And that it was interesting, but they still dealt with her like she's a 17-year-old girl. But, like, clearly, like, why why, why does daddy get to tell this grown-ass woman what to do? Like, it's weird. Right. That part of it becomes weird. It could have been really different. I, I think that they could have touched they could have made they could have like taken a little bit of the air out of the weirdness by talking about how Cardassia has a patriarchal society where you know but they don't i know that's what i'm saying they could have taken they could have they could have done that no i'm saying that i'm saying that the cardassia doesn't have a patriarchal society so it would be weird if they did say that they don't because all the women no the women are in control of all the sciences and all the fields of study like that they've done well they've been relegated to a certain section doesn't mean that's not they're not patriarchal yeah just because they've been relegated to what they could what their society considers woman work doesn't mean it's part patriarchal i mean who relegated them to to that I think I, that okay, yeah, but it just seems like that 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 women have power. They've written several. There's been several episodes built around women having political power. That, that they listen. It's separate but equal. <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> the whole the whole Casablanca episode. Yeah, they have the power of the education. They they make good teachers, and they got what we got one judge in that tribunal episode. But nonetheless, it would have been more interesting to kept her. I think it would have been more interesting to kept her as a teenager. Make her fall in love with Jake. I don't know. Do yeah, something. yeah. No, I mean, but I'm... they had to stretch it to give Garrick a case of the not gays. The Z, okay. The Z, no matter what you do, Z, the ZL situation is a mess. Yes. No matter and what it's... you do, you're not gonna make yes. somebody happy. I will say this. This is my least favorite ZL out of all. Well, this is my least favorite aspect of this particular episode. We're spending 25 goddamn minutes on. I know. Yeah, we gotta talking get about ZL on on one of the best episodes ever. Well, we'll get to the Chris Farley show in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Chris Farley show. I'm Chris I did like some of the ZL Ducat scenes at the end. Remember but... when you were with the Beatles? <laughs> that was awesome. That was... <laughs> the Chris Farley show broke you up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I enjoyed that. <laughs> Where are we on on our recap of this episode? Oh well, we've we've been jumping around. I think the first scene. So yeah. No. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So Odo cold open doesn't really pertain to anything other than Odo still has a crush on Kira and she doesn't quite get it, but she's encouraging him to to still date. She's weirdly like encouraging about it. Yeah, though. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see him look get all his emo look into the distance. You, you don't have to apologize to me about your boner. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh but then they're getting the signal from the wormhole and it turns out that it's a uh super secret Cardassian yeah encrypted message. From the listening post on the Gamma Quadrant is a Cardassian military code and it's not the Elgol red or fifth order encryption. It's a Diffusive recursive encryption algorithm, blah blah blah. But it was also the I guess the I mean they yeah they 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 get they get Garrick to figure it out. But it was a secret code only written yeah between yeah. Garrick and Nobrin uh, and Nobrin and, and, and yeah. yeah and he's like oh it was nothing it was just a uh, five year old uh, planetary survey report oh because nobody came back from there I've given up on anybody coming back and 
And they're like, huh? Oh, you don't give up on anything. It's like, yeah, but I did this. And then, yeah, he does the hand to the palm thing. And then he goes to the runabout and Bashir is, catches him there because he knows. Yeah. It, well, Bashir, I guess at the time you're supposed to think Bashir knows Garrick so well that he could tell he was lying. Yeah. and then, uh, But ultimately he knows. Right. And I read it as like. Yeah. At this point, I was still buying that it was the old. Bashir, even though on the second watch I knew it wasn't. But mm-hmm. yeah, and then Garrix is impressed with him. He's like going somewhere and he's like, oh, you learn it, boy. He gives him so like So this a- is the question that I always have. Like, I'm, Benjamin Sisko's a smart guy. Everybody on the show is really smart and they're written as smart. Like, when you have a secret encryption that's Cardassian that's coming in that you need to know what it is now, and you get Garrick, and Garrick goes there and he goes, oh, it's nothing, and he walks away. Why isn't an entire security force just walking behind him to see what he does next? Because clearly he's lying. Right. Well, like, that should have been clear to everyone. Right. That, like, when he goes, oh, it's nothing, and then walks away, then why don't, like, why, why isn't there just a tail all waiting and every, like, following him everywhere he goes? Right. So uh, maybe that would be one of the things I would say because it's so right conspicuous that that he would say that because yeah I don't know because mm-hmm. they wanted to have the scene with uh, Bashir and the runabout Bashir oh because I did like I mean even knowing the Bashir reveal later on he's like I'm coming with you and the the chemistry between them was so much stronger than it was between him and Zial <laughs> it's too dangerous Bashir no but uh, oh. And now we can go off on an adventure, you and me, and I don't know. Yeah. When you compare the attraction that Garrick has for Bashir there to what he was throwing at Zial, I was like, yeah, because he that's where it is. <laughs> but I talked about that already. You're really, uh, you're really wedded to this. Yeah, I am. Well, I'm just... Oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. That's your, that's it. Well, just because it, it sells better to me than the other does. And, I, I, yeah. I, sh- I ship uh, Kira with both O'Briens, so it's okay. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> because it is forced... The fact that, and it's not the best scene work because it is forced, it, it's arbitrary because to give him the not gaze. Yes. This is his performance not being the strongest in the uh, attraction to Zial. It sells the reading that I have even better, <laughs> even though it's just because it's not a very uh, powerful scene because there's no chemistry. But yeah. So uh, to go to my to my love, my favorite loves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And immediately like they go to Cisco and Cisco's like, yeah, hey, you're not fucking taking Bashir. Bashir's important because <laughs> Bashir, I guess, did, wanted to go. Yeah, no, he, he wanted him to, to not go. He wanted him to not go. But if he was going to go, he wanted him to go. He wanted to go with. Him. Right. And wouldn't let that. And then like you have this um, this relatively interesting fight between Worf, who, who is commissioned. Oh, to go. yeah, yeah. Dax is pissed. But, like, I mean, like, Worf is a, like, a soldier. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, we don't like to talk about him this way, but they are, like, you know, if anybody's a soldier, it's him. Yeah. But, you know, they're in a committed relationship now, and he didn't tell her about it. Yeah. But it was like, I, that's fine, but, like, I guess, yeah. No, I like everything about it, and I like the emotionality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their emotional... Yeah, a Klingon warrior does not have to answer. Yeah, I said a joke earlier, but this is the best warp arc. My, this two-parter is the best warp thing. Yeah. Oh, in all of Star Trek, this is the best warp stuff. Yes, this is the best warp stuff and maybe some of my favorite character work, period, as this goes on, because I, I really gravitate towards these... This entire plot is like in my wheelhouse of preset stories that I could just watch all the time in every form. Right. These people push to metal where you have to like, you know, break or or, or, or or stand strong. So not to go too far into where it goes in the next episode. But this with the with the Klingon opera, like oh, he's stealing yeah. his yeah. He's stealing his honey sticks. Did you come to wish me a, a good death in battle? It's like, no, I just came for your Klingon opera and he's yeah, like, just, Oh shit, you're gonna lose it. I just wanted to get I just wanted to get your blood samples, like <laughs> yeah, all right. of these like files. <laughs> but, but yeah, and then they and like how they fought, I like that you have these three interesting Worf interactions real quick because you're like, this is a Worf episode, but Worf doesn't appear to like 14 minutes into yeah. it. Yeah, well, it's a Worf Garrick episode. Right. Garrick which is episode, weird, yeah. Which, which they're a weird mix. Yeah. And what's nice is that you have this odd couple yes. who. Well, it's almost yeah. Are, are we going to get into the to the practicing where they're they're having that you're having that conversation where he's talking about. Well, that was what I was going to say. Well, there's this scene where you. 
Yeah, where you have this scene where he's, where you see him having this, like, a balance. Now they're finally balanced. When him and Dax fight, they're on equal footing. And then he has this scene where he makes the, the pretty dry joke that, like, if the first thing of trouble, I'll kill Gary. At the first sign of betrayal, <laughs> I will kill him, but I promise to return the body in and time. he goes, surely you're joking. And he goes, you're joking, oh, right? Perhaps, or maybe you're... We will see. <laughs> we'll see. And, like, he doesn't even make a, he doesn't make a side eye or anything. Yeah, yeah. And then he has the scene where... Garrick is just fucking with war. <laughs> yeah. And it really is. It's the Harlem Globetrotters versus like the Washington Generals. Yeah, it is. There is no, there is no, they're you not. signed my petition to the Starfleet Academy? I really want to join. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great episode and a great part of the episode because they're clearly, later on we get to see, it's, it's, there's a little bit of symmetry there because mm-hmm. at the end of this arc we get to see Worf in his element, <laughs> yes. To put it lightly, and and what we get to see here is we get to see Garrick really in his element, mm-hmm. which is just dunking on Worf's gullibility <laughs> and earnestness. Yeah, right. He's taking the, I, this, I, he was able to <laughs> suss out what Worf values most in other people, which is like a need to live a life of honor and redemption. Right. I need this, and yeah, and I need he my built support. that arc. <laughs> For himself, <laughs> and laid out this line of bullshit a mile long, only to like, <laughs> then you he's, know, he's just like, oh, oh, and I, I, I can probably just jump up the ranks. You just, if you could put in your letter recommendation that uh, you would love to serve under me, <laughs> and he's like, oh, good, you're fucking with me, aren't you? It's like, you, you don't even want to be. In a <laughs> you know, like, yeah, well, lying, you know, it's like any other skill. You, to maintain a cer- certain level of skill, you got to practice constantly. <laughs> yeah. You're no fun at all. Good. <laughs> then they get captured. Yeah. So by the Jimadar and taken to uh, the, the 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 Great Escape or the I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, t- well, they they get taken to uh, some rock. Yeah. A rock. Where there's oh, I, I like the, when they're on the runabout. It's like, man, Garrick's like line is like. I, I want to have a word with this Earl Grey asshole who makes shitty tea. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We got that's a subtweet at Picard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that was that was I think every once in a while the the Deep Space Nine writers like to remind you that you're not watching the Next Generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they're because then Worf wants to turn back, and then Garrick's like, "Don't be a come on, man." Where's the honor in that? Look. Then again, he yeah he he appeals to he builds a case based off you know Worf's character. Right. Yeah. It's not just traits. the it's not just the Cardassians back there. There's the Maryland, the Proxima, the Sarajevo. Don't you want to find what happened to them? It's like, I think oh. naming naming a ship in the mid '90s after Sarajevo. The Sarajevo. That's what I was pretty, wondering about. Too. I was thinking the same thing. That's a too, pretty yeah. fucking bold move. Right? Yeah. Is, yeah, I was I was wondering that too. It didn't occur to me until right? like the is second time. Is Sarajevo even a city anymore or did they rename it after this? No, it's still it's still I think it's in uh, the Serbian part. Okay. Cuz that mean it was a this was like peak Milosevic and all, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um Right. So that's why I thought I'm yeah. trying to I'd check I'd like to hear the story too, behind but, that, but I don't know if that ever came out. Well, I think they're probably trying to, like, you know, you... Raise awareness? This, uh, well, not a, maybe raise awareness, but also to say that, you know, these things are... We overcome these things that meddle us now. Yeah. Right. And, like, right. you know, that you can name it after this classic great city. Right. And this... not think of it as a war. Yeah, the war was between... 92 and 96. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of the same way that there's a lot of ships named after Native Americans that, you know, we were pretty shitty. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But then they they go into the nebula and then they they see all these Jim Hadar ships. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to clear this up. It is not Serbia. It is definitely Bosnia. And I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm absolutely 100% sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like you lived in St. Louis for many years, listeners. And St. Louis has a giant Bosnian population that I've spent a lot of time with. And it was that would have got me upset looks so because <laughs> everybody there fled a genocide so i guess yeah so <laughs> so they've earned to give you shitty looks for that yeah yes yes it's, it's a live wound still but um great people the bosnians yeah are we just doing that plot because just yeah, real quick they're yeah. on the rock basically they're on yeah. like space alcatraz yeah, yeah which which is a fun problem to have and yeah they find some old friends there martok tane yeah they're at internment camp 137 oh yeah immediately martok comes back yeah. and you're just like and he's got a gr- he's got a grizzled fucked up grilled up fucked up eye yeah yeah grizzled old eye 
you know, because they have a fight club. They have a prison fight club, <laughs> as all the, the worst uh-huh. prisons all do. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's where it's just the guards beating the shit out of you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's a fun, it's a fun problem for like our craftiest person on the show and our most badass person of the show, mm-hmm. you know, to have to navigate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they walk in and, you know, you immediately, your Martok is done. They've beat the shit out of Martok and he's like, he's spent. They can't learn anything more from fighting Martok. And they're like, oh, a new Klingon to fight. This will be great. Yeah. And it all starts for you. And th- then you realize that, like, Worf and Martok had never met, like, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've never seen Martok really on the show before. Right, right. Yeah, they was like, how long have you been here? It's like, two years. Mm-hmm. But Julian Bashir is there, and he's obviously there. caught up Martok on all the shenanigans, his And that's a pretty great reveal. Yeah. Right. Is that, whoa, well, you're like, well, but Julian Bashir wasn't, like, missing. Yeah, they go in there, they're in barracks number six, and Nobrantane's dying on a cot. There's a Breen laying there, too, that's just not doing anything. That feels like well, that's a whole other. Yeah. And then uh, join us next week as we unpack the brain. Chekhov's uh, brain. Chekhov's yeah, yeah. brain. Chekhov's right. brain. <laughs> Just what I don't think we could get any better than Chekhov's iron giant. We come up with Chekhov's brain. Chekhov's brain. Yeah. Yeah. And there's yes. a Romulan that which is not Lieutenant to rule, Commander to rule. Oh, which who has been missing. That's a missed opportunity. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> where's she been? Yes. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, the new, the other guy's about to get out of solitary, and who's it gonna be? And then. It's Bashir looking pretty worse for wear. And in an old uniform. Right. And in an old uniform, they had, he's been there like a month. Mm-hmm. And he looks like complete dog shit. It's like, oh, man, how long have you been here? A month. Then look over at Martok. It's like, I've been here two years, motherfucker. I lost a nine. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you, you fancy ass. So, okay, so I have some questions. Okay. And I watched it twice and I missed it both times. Did he was stolen at a conference? He was stole he at got a conference stole, uh, in the middle of his sleep, which, what the fuck? Yeah, he, he was at a deep. burn unit conference or something. In the Alpha Quadrant or in the Gamma Quadrant? Probably in the Alpha, Alpha Quadrant. So, here's my question. Why aren't they monitoring the comings and goings of the wormhole better? Maybe they are, and they've got ways they've been sneaking through. And I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know. You're right. I mean, like if some ship, you know, goes from like a medical conference to like the wormhole, why doesn't Dax get an alarm? Like, why didn't she get like a like a message on her iPhone or something? <laughs> like, well, like well, the, one, some ship just entered the wormhole. Well. He says he he went to he was at this conference on Mizan Four, a burn treatment conference, and he goes to bed. He went to sleep in the Alpha Quadrant, and when he woke up, he was in prison. <laughs> what we learned is that he's easy to snatch. Yeah, yeah. He's no Martok. Well, War- Martok had the same thing. Martok was like, "I was hunting saber bears on King's Summit, right?" And this, I hear this other guy that was me killed. A bunch of Klingons. It is a grave dishonor. I guess they like shoot like like what horse tranquilizers at their necks or something. <laughs> yeah, and, like, they not, they yeah. put them in stasis probably. No, they they have a they have a cloth of ether, ether and they walk <laughs> the by it and yeah. smash it to their face. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so Bashir, and then immediately they go. Well, we got Worf is, you know, his brain is, it's always working his brain. It's not as fast as everybody else's, but it's working. <laughs> He's like, that means, <laughs> like, and it cuts to yeah. Bashir uh, going into Bashir this. Bashir looking shady. He's looking like that dog on The Simpsons, just looking back and forth. So immediately, and this is actually kind of like about this, the synergy of this episode is so strong, especially for an Iris Stephen Bear episode, is that, like, you now have instant plot back home. Like, it just oh, yeah. blooms a B-plot. Because now you don't have to like create, you now automatically have interesting tension set up in all of these scenes about like, well, Worf, you know, yeah. because I guess Worf sent, yeah, that's, I'm sorry, Worf sent a message as they were getting stole. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was like, what did he say? Like, uh, we're fucked or something. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> come get us. Well, it wasn't. It was just like, uh, oh shit. Oh shit. Pick us up. <laughs> uh, build up. Near the imminent, yeah, invasion imminent or something. <laughs> oh like that. fuck! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, "What?" And then, he, and then Cisco immediately sends Kira to take the Defiant in and go check it out. And she comes back 
you think there's going to be a scene with the Defiant and the Gamma Quadrant or something. Nope. She just, next scene she comes back, it's like, oh, shit is fucked up, man. We we got out yeah, of there. Yeah, shit, shit, shit be fucked up. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, Charlie's, Charlie's everywhere, man. <laughs> Give me <laughs> So, yeah, so now you have Bashir and then you have Dakot on the, the back on. Yeah. So you have that's the, the tensions are, are being drawn yeah. between those two. And, and that's when you have Cisco first say, again, for the fourth time, they're bringing this up and they keep acting like this is a thing that it's new to them is that the the final plan is to, to blow up the wormhole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and Kira's a little upset. She's like, but what about my, my, my gods? And he's, and he's like, like, look, they've been able to talk to you. They found a way. They'll, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, in I mean, fact, he unpacks basically every problem I had with the, the wormhole aliens in that one little conversation. <laughs> oh really? Like also. Yeah. Well, because I'm, I'm like, why do they, you know, what, what are the nuts and bolts of them living in there, and how much do they actually care about Bajor? Mm-hmm. You know, they all, everybody always seems to, you know, talk about the will of the prophets, but whenever you actually see the prophets, they don't seem to have much of a will at all. Like, you know, they're just nonplussed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're, um, they're cool. They're yeah. pretty chill and everybody's got really uptight about what their will is and may they bless you but they actually seem aloof and indifferent and he brings up a good point like they they want to get a hold of you they can they know how to reach you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You, you don't they, need that wormhole open to, for them to get a hold of you. Right. Yeah. Oh, and she's like, well, you're going to destroy the temple. It's like, no, 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 no. He doesn't wait. He doesn't talk to her like he does Worf though which is what I expected half like it's either that or we blow up your <laughs> right. whole solar system gets blown but up. But he, he says yeah. he says Professor Khan of the Trill Science Ministry assures me that it'll, it'll just close the wormhole and that the celestial temple the wormhole aliens will be fine we just can't reach them. Yeah. But Professor Khan of the Trill Science Institute of course is Dax's ex-wife. We don't get to see her response at all to that. Oh, so, she's so, uh, she's oh. the rejoined episode. She's that's Lenora. Oh Khan. snap! You can't get snap. rid of that rejoined episode, y'all. Yeah, yeah. It comes oh, back. Yeah. It's embedded. So it would have been nice if they had a take to her. Like, oh well, I'm I got I got a man that I got I got dwarf now, but you know, they just don't mm. they don't have time for that, so they don't cut to it. But I was like, hmm, nice little point. That, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, she's she's like well, like we said, she's getting D on the Rick. So right, she's, and and so. at the end, of, well, and also D's, at the end of that plural <laughs> D's right, on the Rick. That's, that's canon now. Uh, <laughs> but and at the end of that rejoined episode, I mean, it would be cheap if she were still hung. She, you know, she had to have her heartfelt moments. I'll never see you again. You know that we're not getting together now. If you if you leave that door, and and they're not, <laughs> doesn't even merit a, a reaction shot from Dax. True. All right, so we where are we at? Uh, are we into the talking? Are we are we uh, now? It's time to talk about Inalbrantain. Well, we can the Ducat stuff. I know we kind of meant, talked about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like him getting pissed at um, his reaction to getting mad at Zial. Is it's be- starting to betray that he he's just a dickhead, and the way the the way he's endeared himself was all pretty much a lie serving his own ego like yeah i mean yeah i guess you have to put yourself back into the mindset of the real viewer like the viewer in the time and so like you know you've had two seasons of semi-reformed Dakar. right right and he's so and, i mean yeah yeah and you know he comes out and he's like he she's in the bajoran temple he's like do you want to come in he's like nah fuck that yeah <laughs> look your backward superstitions you're part bajoran you can't help it but, you know, you're all idiots, so I understand that. <laughs> and then the next scene when she just refused to, he's like, pack your bags and go. And then the next scene, she's like, uh, sorry, dad, father. She never calls him dad. She's like, just father, father, father. It's like, I'm not going. And then he's like, wait a minute. You know, you would defy a direct order from your father, your family, for this other guy that, you know, I... And it shows his kind of ego and hubris or whatever. He's just like, he makes it with Kira. He's like, you did this to me on purpose to set her up. You let my daughter get with <laughs> Garrick just to... Yeah, he sees a fa- he sees moves within moves right, here right. when there are none. Mm, She's just trying yeah. to fucking live her life. Right, and he's like, and no. she kind of has that kind of reaction, too. Well, yeah. yeah Kira, Kira, he's like, fuck you, Kira. You did this to get at me. And she's like, no, I did right. this because I like Zial. I still think <laughs> you're an asshole. And he's like, no, <laughs> no, you did it to get to, be, to me. I'll never forgive you. And she's like, fuck you, man. <laughs> she was, she was just said, 
I've never, I haven't thought about you. In yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then he's like, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, 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 uh, yeah. I've, and he's like, I'll get I back this to hurt you. I forget about you when you're not here. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. This ain't about you. And he's like, no, it is. Yeah. And he threatens her. And it's like, you don't even take my threat seriously. Like, no, not anymore. It's like, nobody treats Cardassia. We're jokes now, but that's going to change. Mm-hmm. And then when Zial, he's is a promise. To an enemy of your family more important than obeying your father? Look, it's not his love as a father. It's kind of his own power. And then when she says, no, no, I'm going to stay here because because I love him. And he's like, well, you're dead to me because you betrayed me. You know, like, I don't stay here and be damned. And he does. I mean, like, I guess we should point out he does want her off the ship for a very specific reason. Mm-hmm. So he is. I mean, it's not just a power. I mean, it's a. Pa- it's not a, just a power trip. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think when she denies him, he's like, "Fuck you, you're dead to me." But like, he is trying to protect her. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, he, but what, but once she's dead to him at, at this moment, he's just like, "Yeah, fuck you." I mean, later. Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. Maybe even you could have even. Maybe eh, you ruined the mystique of Dakot. Then yeah. I was almost yeah, saying you, you could almost you, you could make him push it a little bit harder and be a little bit weaker. So that I feel when like it was next I week like happens. Was, I actually yeah. feel like it was played pretty perfectly. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah but I definitely I, feel that you feel a ramp up again. Like you're 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 now seeing Dakot back to the old ways. Oh yeah, everybody's getting their da- Dukat's getting everybody's dander up again. Yes, yeah. and he's starting to he's getting, you know, he's belligerent and he's trying to beat up everybody. And short. Yeah, and so you get the feeling that like, you know, there is a ramp up and I guess that you, you know, it's one of those things is it better to to, to turn on a dime or to, you know, yeah, like or to or to indicate where you're going. I, yeah, I think it's done pretty, especially in the reveal you get next episode. It's just like, "Oh, this is who he Yeah, no, no, I He's yeah. you know, He's been the same the whole time. We may have seen different parts of him because he's charming, but he's been the same person. This yeah. whole, he's, his character has not actually changed, even as much as we've seen him become endeared to him. That's the, you know, that's what's dangerous about that kind of... We, we're sort of pre-programmed that when powerful and power-hungry men are sort of laid low, yeah. we immediately... Like, it's why, like, I, I hate it when all these, like, fucking libs... Like every time Trump fucks over one of his own cabinet members, or like when they fired Rex Tillerson, and everybody was like, "It feels so bad for Rex Tillerson." I was like, "No, really? Like you know, yeah, yeah. yeah he's laid low." I get that that there's this immediate like sort of call the sympathy that the show uses for Ducat for a long time, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe yeah. that's coming to an end. We don't know, right? Um, um, and then, <laughs> there's which, no way for us to know. Nope, no way. Why, yeah. There's no way for us to know. And then just to get all the stuff on station done, like when Bashir, after the reveal, and he's like giving sandwiches to O'Brien and Dax because they're... <laughs> sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, here, I bought you some sandwiches. But before he sit, bring, whips out a tray of sandwiches, there's just a shot where he's just like on the turbo lift yeah. where he's got his cold stare that he's probably worked on in the mirror. Yeah. You know, that's the changeling. Mm-hmm. But when he's by himself, but before he gets off, you see... The director did a good job, you know, where they do the shot of just him putting on a smile to go out and be happy-go-lucky. But I don't really understand, and maybe they, I mean, I didn't watch it as closely this scene, but like, I know that he's like he's there to gather information, but he's also like sabotaging it. Yeah, is that right. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the sandwich? Does the sandwiches give them the runs, and then he like gets on the computer? Or like, I think it's just supposed to signify that. They don't suspect a thing. Right. Like, yeah, he, okay. he can get so f- close to these fuckers. Yeah, he's he probably sabotaged it later as a pile of goo or something, but he's like, uh, I can just wander up in the office yeah. and see what they're doing. And sure. Here's yeah. some sandwiches. That's my excuse. It would have just been funnier if Bashir was like, man, that sandwich, something must have something <laughs> yeah. must have been wrong with that sandwich. Yeah. And Dax was like, I know. Oh, man. Like, I thought they programmed Olean out of the replicators. <laughs> uh, that's a, so, what, late 90s uh, oh. anal leakage joke? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Chip anal leakage. joke, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, synthetic oil that wasn't supposed to, like, give you calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah, it gave, yeah. It gave you It gave you the room. <laughs> right. It gave you the... the but but the zero calorie chips. Fecal urgency, I yeah. think is the I term for it. I thought it was anal leakage was what they put on this. Well, it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was it, you just yes, it, it fucks with your butt and your duty. <laughs> so, but yes, so he's they don't suspect anything, and 
and Anabran Tame is kind of like the leader of these of the of the Hogan's heroes. Or he has <laughs> been he Tain's heroes, yeah, right? Anabran Tain's heroes. <laughs> and like in Hogan's heroes, they have a pretty lenient like you can walk around, All right, right? Because like you would think that like the Jimadar would be like kill them, and if they're of some use, like throw them in a hole. Right. Well, they don't know what use might turn up. I guess the modern uh, for-profit prison system could teach the Jim and Dar <laughs> quite a bit about. Uh, well, I think the uh, the idea is like they're on this. It's it's an old uh, abandoned mining outpost on this asteroid that's been mining ultridium. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you go out of the dome, you're just going to die. So there's nowhere to go. So knock yourself out. Yeah, but it doesn't allow them to plot and commiserate and like right. you know, create a well, yeah. radio signal in the walls. But that's that's just through Anabrantain's ingenuity because it took him like a year to, to program because they put the domes up and then in the old barracks there were life support systems in the walls and he's crawled into the walls and spent like a year programming or however long long time programming the life support systems to give out like a radio signal and that's the message that they got at the beginning of the episode and well next episode they start doing it again yeah this episode's all about garrick coming to terms with dum 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 mm-hmm. so he finds an abrantain uh his, his his obsessive love and it's not dying and like it's not like a like a they can't get yeah like you know. mar talks like he's he's got like two days at least or something yeah yeah yeah, you must. Yeah, and uh, so he's. I knew Garrick. Would, I knew he would come and all this stuff like that. And then he kind of slaps Garrick, you know, because he's a he's a cruel, cruel uh, father figure, <laughs> I guess. Maybe a father. Yes. Well, yeah, whatever. We're, we yeah, we yeah, all we watch know, this. Yeah, episode. that's the big. Okay. I did, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In in earlier in our rewatch, I mean, you let it out of the bag early on, and I had forgotten that it was explicit that it was his dad until I. Yeah. But yes, he fucked the housekeeper, man. Yeah, yeah. He fucked the housekeeper. They always fuck the housekeeper. Yeah, and he he says in this like I should have killed her. He said that before. He said it now. Now wait, I gotta ask. They have a later. I mean, I it, like surely you remember the later. I do remember that, but where, I didn't. Were there no? Were there? Were the doorman for where Anabertain lived sold the story <laughs> to the Cardassian Inquirer? <laughs> but then right. uh, uh, <laughs> wait, the, the, we have a story <laughs> at this point. Where we have a story about a character when they were young. Now, does that destroy this episode for you? We have a, we have a we have a Garrick Horchin story when he was five. Oh, well, does no, that, because that does that fuck with no, you at all? Because that story doesn't explain. It's not like a a shortcut. Like this is all you need. This explains his character entirely. So, <laughs> so yeah, this was this yeah, I, is. This uh, origin story for Garrick. Well, it wasn't an origin uh, story, is what it was. It was just, it was so much better written than that episode. That's why I liked it. All right. Wait, what are we making? Are we making a reference to something I don't remember? To that war. You don't the, like, the, you don't like Garrick the, stories? He, he, no, he didn't like oh, the war. Oh, the, the war origin stories. That yeah. Define, right. Yeah. So here we got, we got a Garrick one where talks, where he talks about his childhood story, but uh, child yes. where he gets to spend the day with his mother. And Tane, and he was persistent about writing some sort of right. beast well, of burden. Right. Before, guess. while he's dying, he gives him the whole like, he's like, Tane, I'm here, and uh, all these other people died. Well, I mean, I know you going back to the Warf origin story, but I mean, like, it does pay off pretty well in the next episode where Warf screams, "I will kill every soccer player motherfucker in here." <laughs> <laughs> Give me all the red cards. I don't care. <laughs> I will fucking kill you, soccer players. Everywhere. Kick me out of the game. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, I killed more saga players. That was <laughs> oh, okay, but uh, yeah. So I don't like. How, I don't know. There's like two big scenes between the two, but like basically, an Abertain is the worst person in the world. Yes, and gives like the worst eulogy, like the worst death rattle. It's not. Bullshit. It's not a very satisfying. Like right, Garrick well, has kill, left it in kill. prison, holding his dick after he dies. Basically, <laughs> right. kill, kill my enemies. Yeah, and he's like, oh, they're all dead. Whether well, this I, this episode's so great though. Even, I mean, part of how because he goes in and and Abertain can't see anymore, and he's like. Elam, Elam, is it just you? Are you the only person in here? And he looks and mm-hmm. looks over, and Julian is sitting behind him, and Elam gives him an eye thing. He's like, "Yeah, it's just me." Uh, 
It would have been funny. I would have had the cast. Like, I would have had Julian eating corn chips. Trying to eat them quietly. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. shit. Crunch. <laughs> or just the, he has to keep the corn chip in his mouth. <laughs> Waiting for a spit to dissolve it so it doesn't crunch loudly. <laughs> but he's, but, no, but, but, you know, Garrick is like, I'm going to let Julian in on this big secret because I love him more than I love Zial. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just such a good scene. And, he, and he's like, no, it's only me. And then these this person, this person, this person is like, no, no, they're all, I took care of it. They're all dead. Whether they're dead or not, or Garrick is lying, doesn't really matter. I guess it's a stitch of time about killing those fuckers. Part of it. Oh, yeah, maybe. I, I will say, but while, before we pursue, go into this more scene, I will say that in the previous scene, there is a walk and talk between Garrick and Bashir. And Garrick, I mean, maybe it's a character point or maybe it's not, but it is, Garrick is is oddly nonplussed about, like, having been sharing with a changeling for the last three weeks, months. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, he, he the reveal that, that Bashir, their only response to it is, Oh yeah, well I guess we, I guess we gotta go tell him Bashir's <laughs> right. asshole. Yeah, like, yeah, they're like Warfare, they so we have to go back. It wasn't now. like a and, <gasps> Yeah. Well that's Garrick is such a smooth spy, he's like, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he probably was like, Man, I think I like that changeling more than I like you. He's even better. Yeah, and it is like and I was gonna make a point that like not even the wire really lays Garrick low as this two parter does. So this is like Garrick, you know, this is all like like the the fall of Garrick to test his metal uh too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, we yeah, get that. And, and so and so but him so him being so cool about the Julian thing or not being sort of offset about it. Like it, it I yeah, I don't know. It is it's something I noticed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I think it's good or bad or whatever. It's just a it's a plot point I know. It feels like if they had a longer runtime they would have put that in. You know why he's not upset? It's because he always he never confirms any the truth to, to anybody at any time. So if to, he if, if you he, lie to anyone you don't you're not vulnerable to anyone. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like he bullshits and spews so much stuff with Julian that over this last month he probably was laying down all sorts of false stories and misdirections. Right. Because you could make it just as it could be just as real. Now that I think about it, it absolutely could be just as real that the the founders are the the Julian in the prison is fake. I mean, I know they made him cut his blood and all that shit. But the, the yeah, well, the whole time you're thinking that brain's got something going on. With oh it. yeah, the brain. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the brain, brain is yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but that doesn't happen till next episode. This episode. Now is that really haunt? Is that really Leia's costume from? I don't know the. It's close <sighs> enough. I mean, it's not the exact. I mean, it's very inspired. Yeah. Goddamn Leia. I mean, it is ex- It is exact, except it's a little bit longer in the mouth. Oh yeah. It's different enough to be. A ripoff and not an homage. Yeah, yeah, uh, let's yeah, put it that yeah. way. It feels like a ripoff. Yeah, but maybe there's maybe some clever person's paying it back because if you remember the bounty hunter named Tosk in Emperor Strikes Back is basically just a gray gorn or a, a yellow gorn. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, maybe they're maybe this is all playful. Okay. Yeah, and well, we already had a Tosk in Deep Space Nine too, the Hunted. Oh yeah, yeah, but like I think his name was was his name Tosk. Like now, now you're making me. Di- it, well, I don't know about the Star Wars one. That's one. Yeah. The yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Sorry. yeah, so Sujak, Mahmoud, Braun, they can't be trusted. It's okay. They're all dead. Golverlene, uh, yeah, the Romulan ambassador, nope, they're all dead. And he's like, oh, uh, uh. Burn. A man shouldn't allow his enemies to outlive him. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, Elam, just do one thing for me. And you think it's a heartfelt thing. He's like, I want you to s- escape. I want you to get out of here and live. And Garrick to- sees right through it. He's like, yeah. Why? Oh, just so I can get your revenge on you for you, right? Not because of anything else. He's like, well, yeah, of course. He's like, all right, I'll do that on one condition. That you don't ask me this favor as a mentor or a superior officer, but as a father asking his son. And just he's like, you're not my son. <laughs> God damn it, I'm not paying you back child <laughs> right, support, like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, you don't have to. You're about to be dead. Just admit it. And he's like, no, you're... I should have killed your mom, but you're not my son. He's like, just let me be your son. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he, he doesn't get the satisfaction, but almost the story that he tells, that's why it's so much so much better than that war story for me. <laughs> it's his, it, he can't say you're my son, but the best he can do is just kind of an adjacent telling a story about the one day. Remember that- he hung out with the, this hot housekeeper and his kid. <laughs> 
the housekeeper may not have even been there. He's just like they were in the country. Oh, I know. I mean, he was there. He was like, oh, I was five years old, and right. Do you remember that day? It's like, yeah, I remember. It was the only day, I guess, the only day in his entire life where Navrantane admitted that he was his father, basically, or had a father-son moment. It's like they were riding around on that riding hound. <laughs> And, you know, I was so proud of you, and, you know, you held my hand when I walked home and everything. Like, I was very proud of you that day. Mm. But you do have this, um, now it's just everything about Garrick is just summed up as by daddy problems. Nah. Well, <laughs> if War- maybe if Worf's story was, well, that's, the Worf stories that are all about his daddy problems I love, too. So maybe that's... <laughs> So there you go. There you go. Uh, maybe, but they're better stories than <laughs> maybe if you'd killed the guy. Maybe if you'd killed the kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if Garrett killed the kid playing lacrosse, Cardassian lacrosse. It <laughs> that's been that's why I can't be your father. Then yeah, I'd probably be all up in it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So finally, Tane dies, and <laughs> they're all stuck on that ship holding their dick for nothing because <laughs> uh, they can't get off. Bashir does have a pretty good like holy shit face. He's not even corn chips but he does have like a holy shit face yeah yeah he does that, that's pretty that's pretty fun also another testament to his medical skill that he couldn't save him yeah yeah it's true yeah we we always got to throw a he's a shitty doctor jab in there I hey, well, he's not the best <laughs> yeah i guess we need to do our work to say that they are there's like a sub panel i don't know if People build these panels. They don't really do that until next episode, though. No, they showed that, that that's where they set it up. That yeah, a panel. They, they, they break they it have, up into the yeah, wall. Yeah, they have the okay. panel in this yeah, episode. Yeah, they, they break it open, and everybody's involved, even the Breen. Or not the Breen in this episode. Not the Breen in this episode. Not the, the Breen. The Breen just sits there this episode. Yeah, yeah. but the but the Romulan is a very good look. Is there two Romulans? I think so. There's a woman there's and a one man. Romulan. There's, the, there's the lady that's the lookout. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the brain, like, apparently, this, the directing was a nightmare on it. This is my one behind the scenes thing. And, like, the actor who was playing Tane, who couldn't move and neither could the brain, and they would just pass out, like, and they would sleep for like four or eight hours because the night overruns were so much. And there were all these scenes, and I guess they were hard to, I don't know. I don't know what was going on that they couldn't get the shit huh. to be seen, but there was all these, these overruns, and everybody just uh, kept... And that brain suit probably gets hot, and that Cardassian makeup. Hot as fuck. And Herzl, and uh, Martok Herzl did too. Mm. So, yeah, they, apparently it was a pretty shitty mm. shoot. Huh. So that's good for them to feel like bedraggled, like, prisoners. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it, yes, it was. Uh, oh, oh, and I guess it ends with the... Uh, Captain's the, Log supplemental, and then they're going to... Close the wormhole. Boom. Well, they were going to close the wormhole and it didn't happen. And now it, it's like a lemon party. <laughs> what? Uh, not lemon party. Goatsy. Now it's like oh, goatsy. So I, like, oh, I thought for a second it was going to be something less horrific. But no. <laughs> it was like lemon party. Bunch of old people fucking. Yeah. So, no, I meant goatsy. <laughs> oh, so now it's wide open. And the, the wormhole is bigger and, uh, and gapier. And the fleet of Jemadars come out. And about front and start making their way towards Cardassia. Nope. Uh, That's where it ends, they don't, right? No, they're just at the station. They don't go to our cards. Nope. Hey, it turns. That's next episode, man. No, that's the next episode. Because they they're about to be invaded. It happens in the first act of the next episode. They have to rally everybody. Right. They're getting all their ships together that they have, and they're like, "Can we count on you, Ducat?" And Goldicott is like. Yes, because Ducat's oh. ostensibly there because he got some damage when he was fighting some Klingons or something, and he just docked to port. Yeah, but turns out next episode, spoilers, he's got ulterior games he's playing. Yes, you did have a little moment where Jedzia is uh, taking out like a trooper that they're going to close the collapse wormhole, which is essentially oh yeah, yeah, ba- basically in the end of any hopes yeah, that the Worf's over there. It's like well, that yeah. Worf would survive. Yeah, and I like that about it, and I like that she yeah, had that. Yeah, Bashir, not Bashir, like, he'd understand. Yeah, <laughs> like, he'd oh, okay. understand. And yeah, and, and then you have, it's clear, that, don't they say, we've had a saboteur, that it cuts to Bashir? Yeah, yeah. the graviton emitters have shorted out, and it's like, somebody sabotaged, somebody sabotaged the graviton emitters. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we see Bashir giving his newly acquired stoic face that he's got this episode. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah his evil face, yeah. It's a lot of build-up and it's a lot of setup, and I, I really, I it, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. It is pretty good. I, I... Yes. 
No, I... I <laughs> Go on. I, I, I think the idea with Garrick is, do you... you got to start paying off. When you have a mysterious character, you've got to start building some backstory in. But in a little bit, like, I, I guess in my lifetime something like wolverine the character wolverine in the x-men comic books gets ruined by too much backstory yeah for 10 years and i worry at this point if i was watching this in real time i could see myself being worried that i'm finding out too much about yes garrick i I agree with you there because it's like oh now we've this is his biggest secret right Mm -hmm. basically Uh, yeah yeah i think so yeah i mean and it is almost it's almost the defining secret of garrick yeah but garrick's good enough a character that he can be well enough once you his secrets revealed he's just that's he's yeah just they, an awesome character and andrew robinson's so great but it is especially watching it you're i agree it, it might be a little worrisome like where does he go from here the where does he go from here and not only that but you know where it goes in the next episode where it does humanize him a little bit and i'm perfectly fine with it and like have seeing the big picture of it all but you know, he's still like, you know, it's the still the best episode. Yeah. There's two amazing episodes still outstanding, one of which is heavily, Garrick is heavily involved in. Right. So mm-hmm. it's not like the character's spent at this point. No, no. Yeah. No, by no, by no means. But yeah, it is a little. Yeah. I could see if watching it, I could see being worried about like. A... Yeah. And I would, the other thing I would point out is that they'd clearly not decided to clone Vortas yet. Right. They did. Um, no, I thought you had. I thought we had Wei Yun left. No, Wei Yun's not. We haven't seen Wei Yun number two yet. But ah, okay, yeah, they haven't. Yeah. Then they don't. He's not in the next episode either. No, uh, so yeah, so they they're still like recasting Vortas, yeah, Vortas, where they they sort of stopped doing that, right? Well, they, right, because yeah. they get the best one ever. Yeah, but I did thought that this was the one with Iggy Pop, but it's not. No, oh, that's a no. yeah. I, I always thought I always thought that this was the one with Iggy there's Pop. There's not a Vorta at all in this one, is there? Yeah, no, there is. But not. I mean, like, there's not... next episode there is, but right. But James wants to go ahead and just <laughs> skip to next week. I want to talk about the next episode because it's so fucking good. And it I is. Want to like. Pretty good but it is it's my personal favorite episode yeah but yeah um, but we've already gone long on this one yeah we need no i know yeah yeah we got a lot of setup and then oh, we're yeah. just gonna talk about we need to go over and talk about what the rewatching meter is kind of a slam dunk i mean i think it's a 10 foot oh, yeah. all the way around oh, yeah. i mean right I, i've watched I mean, this, no really i've watched this episode twice like in the last three days <laughs> and i'll probably watch it twice again next week probably so yeah i'll probably watch this again before i watch the next week's episode this is a full 10 i mean i've already watched both of them already but i will probably redo and watch it again i probably given another episode i probably gave last week a 10 too I, it's a full 10 and i think that like i don't even know if i would put far but i mean far beyond the stars is probably a nine for me wow. so even these bigger episodes these like classic episodes to yeah, come this is this is yeah. it yeah this is so, a 10 for me too i think uh what what do you guys uh think that the good people of indb think about this um i mean it's got to be high but i i don't think i'm gonna go straight nine now 8.9 i'm gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna just pragmatically sweep the under and go 8.5 Five. Ah, it's got 890 votes, which is very high, and it's 8.8. Oh, oh, you you nailed it. You uh, got it. One point point one. Yeah, I'll take. I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, you got it close. We don't do prices right rules. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, and I would say that this is directed by a woman. Oh yeah, yeah. What's her name again? Uh, Gabrielle Beaumont. Yeah. Beaumont. I thought she did. Uh, Beaumont. She did an excellent job. <laughs> A fantastic job. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. And probably, all told, it's probably, I mean, it's my favorite episode, and it's written by Iris Stephen Bear. So if you want to, like, come at me with that, come at me. It's fair. And, yeah, and <laughs> Robert Hewitt-Wolf. And Robert Hewitt-Wolf, yeah. Who I would probably say is, you know, more responsible for how good it is. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it, it is, it's, it's Iris Stephen Bear, and, and uh, yes. All right. Yes, uh, so come and be damned. Or is it stay here? Oh, oh, stay and be damned. Stay here and be damned. Stay here and be damned. Yes. So we ought to, We have a lot to look forward to next week. Uh, but right now we ought to move on to voicemails and emails. Is that right, Wade? Actually, I think we've, we've gone a little bit long, so we might not be able to fit voicemails in on this All one. All right. But well, if they want to call for next time, what should they do? They should definitely still give us a call for next time at 917-408-3888. 
nine eight. But only call to talk about ZL. <laughs> I mean, really, that was the that was yes. I <laughs> we want to ma- we want to make you just as irritated as possible. Yeah, I only want people to call about ZL and agree with my point of view. Well, we ought to have set up a separate <laughs> ZL hotline just for our ZL related calls. <laughs> All right, and we're going to be starting up our new ZL focused entire <laughs> right. podcast. It's a weekly podcast. Just the uh, the Patreon. You want to tell folks where they can find that? Oh yeah. Oh oh. Certainly. Yeah. So if you like the show and you want to support us, even if you don't, you want to throw some, <laughs> I don't know why you'd give us money either way. Otherwise. Hate money. Hate pay hate us. money. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you pay us enough, we'll stop doing the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you have to keep paying us a living wage yeah, if it fall, yeah. <laughs> for it in perpetuity or, <laughs> or else we'll keep doing it. Uh, but if you want to do that, yeah. check us out at patreon.com slash kickers of elves for uh all your kickers of elves needs and if you need to hear us talk about things that aren't about star trek and a whole gamut of things we've got you covered there we want to make your patronage worth your while mm-hmm. and so we have a lot of stuff over there yes yeah call us about what you think about like i don't know i'm just gonna pick this off the top of my head the architect scene <laughs> for matrix revolution <laughs> oh god just maybe maybe think about <laughs> right movie i haven't seen yet but maybe we'll talk about it on the patreon <laughs> uh, or how and, much you should watch leftovers that's gonna be a thing i attack him for oh yeah, yeah god oh we should do a leftovers we should do a leftovers oh, man so good all right <laughs> if you want to send us an email to tell us to shut the hell up about the leftovers it's a uh, rules of acquisition podcast at gmail.com it's technically sci-fi yeah it is yeah all right <laughs> never had sci-fi had so much crime but it's technically sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. well that wraps up right. another episode of the rules of acquisition join us next week as we take a deep dive in another episode of star trek deep space nine for wade james and myself three to beam out do you know the cunt weasels that run this show have a call in line where you can express your DS9 wishes and DS9 dreams into their ear holes. They will play them on air and try to be nice to you, because one day they hope to sell you Blue Apron snacks and underwear made out of Modal. The number is 917-408-3898. That number again is 917-408-3898. You will probably want to talk about how hot Dax and Bashir are. That is great. These pretentious asses also love it when people say they are wrong. So feel free to do that. James will probably go off on a knowingly obtuse rant about construction issues or political sophistication. We know you love that. Again, 917-408-3898. Did you know that some Deep Space Nine podcasts have more reviews than us on iTunes? Doesn't that piss you off? Please review us on iTunes. We need to feel loved sometimes. Oh, Siri thinks I'm talking to her. That's weird. Yeah, Alexa freaked out on me earlier and scared the shit out of me. It's like I thought Joni was yelling at me. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> no, <laughs> this is. How does your Alexa sound? <laughs> like a woman? I don't know. I've got headphones on. It just heard. I heard someone yelling behind me, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> yes. Uh.